Welcome, everyone. We are live at Bull Run, Virginia. That's Manassas Junction, uh, there. Well, that's a matter of opinion. I am James J. Hamilton, representing the PWF. Yeah, I'm Jedediah Panerol, representing the Confederate Championship Wrestling. And that's what you're all here for. That's right. This is PWF versus CCW. We are here under the auspices of the Royal Wrestling Empire. That's whom, right. Whom the CCW sold out to earlier well, this year. Hey, now. In a way sold to out. cheat the PWF out of its southern territory once again. Before last month, when the CCW attempted to murder the entire PWF by luring them into a barn... In South Carolina and setting it on fire. That's completely unfounded. That's completely unfounded. You're you're speaking like a true jackass. Our true PWF fans recall Abraham Lincoln escaping the CCW's kidnapping attempt in time to put out that fire. He's a slippery one, I'll give him that. But we didn't have nothing to do with it. He's just a slippery man. Well, we're here today... Because the CCW has agreed to once again put the Southern Territory on the line, this time in exchange for the PWF agreeing not to press charges for attempted murder and kidnapping stemming from the PWF At Your Home event. Well, now, I think you're over-exaggerating certain bits of this a little bit. What what we're trying to do here is is put on a good event like we've always done. And as well as uh, potentially snuff out your existence entirely. Well, that's one way to look at it. We here at the PWF think that the Royal Wrestling Empire was eager to put on this event because it knows that the PWF is a much better organization and product and would be eager to swap out the CCW to gain more influence over the PWF. That's not that's not true at all. The the English as well as the French both support the South, or they will. Well, we're we'll see what happens in the main event tonight when Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses Grant face off with Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee. I noticed you neglected to mention his name is Ulysses S. Grant, and of course the S. It stands for Southfucker, because he, he had sex with a pig. He did. It's on record. Well, I can't argue with that, but he was highly inebriated at the time. It was an unfortunate Oh, event. so that, that makes it okay. He did go to rehab, and he voluntarily vacated the transcontinental belt as... A ongoing penance for that unfortunate event. Yeah, so your little belts mean something. They don't mean anything. They they have no voice. But what does have voice? The opening event. That's what we're talking about. We got a big old four-man elimination tag match with some of the best and some of the brightest stars of the South. Against a couple people from the North. Some great presidents, union veterans, coming back to once again do battle against the traitorous South. Yeah, 
you that were traitorous. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, traitorous. Uh, I think you've got to be. You got to be joking. Well, I don't think anyone's going to be joking here tonight with all that is on the line in the main event, and certainly a lot of pride on the line in the first couple of matches. That is it. Let's get down to ringside. Ladies and gentlemen, the following match is a four-man elimination tag match. In this corner, representing the North, Rutherford Hayes, James Garfield, Benjamin Harrison, Willie McKinley. Here they come, the Northern representatives don't have too much to say about them. These valiant presidents making their way towards the ring. Yeah, speaking of valiant, why don't we talk about Grover Cleveland? He was supposed to be in this match. Well, that's right. Grover Cleveland had an opportunity to participate here. He declined. He obtained... Like a coward. He obtained a substitute. William McKinley proudly taking the place of Grover Cleveland in this match. That's right. Let let the North be an example to you. If you have the money, you could get away with anything. And in this corner, their illustrious opponents, Nathan Bedford Horst, James O'Brien Stewart, the Grey Ghost, John Singleton, Mosebear, and John Tyler. There they come. The illustrious and glorious Southern representatives in this bout. Look at them. I feel like the ringside announcer is not totally neutral between these two teams. What do you mean? Putting a little more enthusiasm on the southern side there. I think he handled it fair and objectively. Well, one one thing that hopefully will be handled fair and objectively is the officiating, because these matches are going to have officials provided by the Royal Wrestling Empire. In this match, we're going to have... Justice William Blackstone. That's it. Justice William Blackstone is going to be officiating this bout, and I'm sure he's going to be fair and objective. But, my God, can you take your eyes off of John Mosby? The great ghost. Look at him, how lithe he is, how limble. I'm partial to Rutherford Hayes. He's got a nice beard. I'll give him that. He's got no case that a fake lip. But he's going up against a formidable beard himself. Look at Jeb Stewart. Look at him. He's starting to match. He got well, he got quite a beard on him himself. Now, wow, would you look at that? It's a battle of the beards, and I think that the South is going to rise. Well, I don't know that the beards are going to be the deciding factor in this match, but there are two great beards starting us off here. Hayes and Stewart looking like they're ready to go, and... Justice William Blackstone confirming everyone looks ready and it looks like they're going to get this match started. Here we go. Off to the races. Jim Stewart and Rutherford Hayes. They're squaring up now. Look at them. Eyeing each other up. Probably envying each other's beards. Although I think Hayes looks more envious. Rutherford Hayes envies no man's beard. 
He's going to grapple up with Jeb Stewart here. Oh, and what's going to happen? two men testing their strength. Trying to gain an advantage over each other, both pushing back and forth. Oh, Jeb Stewart just kicked Rutherford Hayes in the midsection oh, there. That, I think that was below. Like, it looked below the belt to that me. That wasn't below the belt, but it looked like it smarted. It certainly did. Hayes looks stunned here. Jeb Stewart grabbing him up, and what's this? What? Ooh, oh, my goodness. goodness. Oh, it's a power bomb. Jeb Stewart, and, and he's going for the pin here. Oh, that's a one. That's a two. Oh, no. That's a three. He's done. Rutherford Hayes is done. Look at Jeb Stewart standing triumphant. Well, a quick elimination there. Indeed, the triumph of the South. Jeb Stewart, he's casually walking over now. He's ta- he's tagging in Forrest. Here he comes. Nathan Bedford Forrest, and who's coming in for the Union side now? Looks like, looks like Benjamin Harrison's coming in. Harrison and Forrest now. They're sizing each other up. Forrest, he's taking the advantage. Uh-oh, that doesn't look good. Harrison just ducked under a clothesline there. Now he's got Forrest behind, and he's got him by the arm there. And ooh, ooh, Harrison ooh, man. is digging an elbow into Forrest's back. Forrest oh. down on one knee now. He's in a lot of pain. Benjamin Harrison putting the screws to him. Well, I don't like this. Harrison, here he is. He's got Forrest in something of a height that it looks like. And he's li- he lifting Forrest up now. Throwing him off the ropes and, oh my, a drop kick. Yeah, be cut Forrest right in the chin there. And Forrest went down hard. Harrison back on his feet now, bounding off the ropes. And, oh, a big leg drop. Oh, you hate to see it. Well, Wouldn't you it kill you? Forrest in trouble now. Harrison peeling Forrest up off the mat. And what's he going for now? Oh, a DDT! My goodness, that looked like it hurt. Quite a match here. And Harrison now gonna cover Forrest up here and go for the pin. Oh One, my goodness! Two! Oh no! He no out. chance! No chance you're gonna get Forrest out that easy. He's not Rutherford Hayes. Come on now, Rutherford Hayes. Heroic war hero and president. Yeah, known for getting shot. Well. He got shot a lot. That's right, but he kept on coming. Yeah, I suppose he did. And here comes Benjamin Harrison, not done with Nathan Bedford Forrest. No, he looks at what's he doing now. Oh, he's put Oh, he's putting him up. He's putting him up in a Boston crab. Oh no. Forrest. He's pounding on a canvas. He's screaming. We just thinking now, look at that forearm strength from Nathan Bedford Forrest. He's lifting himself up. He's lifting himself up. He's pushing towards the ropes. He got, he's got them hopping now. They hopping along. They look like hopping along Cassidy towards the ropes. And Forrest, he grabs them. They're breaking it up. Justice Blackstone breaking up the hold here. Nathan Bedford Forrest. Out of the brust and crab, but still in a lot of pain. The fortitude. Benjamin Harrison still in control. He grabs Forrest by the ankle. He's dragging him into the center of the ring. 
Oh, what's he gonna do here? Something nefarious, no it doubt. looks like well, he's trying to reapply the Boston Crab there. Oh my. But Forrest is squirming his way out of it. He's running away into the corner now. Running away? He's just being smart. He's fleeing cowardly from Benjamin Harrison's <laughs> vice-like grip. Hey, now! Nathan Bedford Forrest running away. Benjamin Harrison chasing him now into the corner. And, oh, Forrest duck! Benjamin my. Harrison just ran face first into oh, the turnbuckle. Oh, my! Benjamin Harrison, he just took a moment out of the fight to kiss the turnbuckle. Forrest now grabbing Harrison by the back of the hair. Oh, he just flung him out of th- outside of the ring. Ooh. Harrison on the outside. This is getting interesting now. He's going to be... Harrison needs to get back into the ring here. He's looking hurt. He's looking like that kiss that he shared with the turnbuckle is, is hurt him. His brain is rattled. I think he looks fine. He's getting back up here. And now, what's this? There's John Mosby over there interfering with Benjamin Harrison trying to get back into the ring. Oh, nobody expects the gray ghost. Justice Blackstone doesn't see it. Forrest is arguing with Blackstone in the ring, distracting him. Oh, what a clever tactic. The, the clever South. Looking to put an end to this battle. The devious South. What? John Mosby with no business interfering with Ben Harrison. He had all the business. It's a team. They're a team. They working together. Well, Mosby's not the legal man in the ring. He has no business doing anything. <laughs> and here comes James A. Garfield What's on the he outside. Doing? He's going to do something about John Mosby's interference. Wait, Garfield picking up a steel chair. That's not fair. Looks like he's going to hit Mosby with it. And- oh, oh, my God. Mosby ducked. Ben Harrison caught that chair. Oh, boy. The sweetness is just too much to describe. Ben Harrison's down. John Mosby. Oh, Garfield got Mosby with the chair, too. But What? But Harrison is down, and, and Justice Blackstone is counting him out. Oh, my. It looks like the union's going to be the source of their own undoing. Trying to cheat now. Garfield now trying to pick up a unconscious Ben Harrison and put him back in the ring. But I don't think he's going to make it. No, that's not going to wait. What's this? Blackstone's now, he's, he said James Garfield's disqualified. Well, he's a dirty cheater. Mosby started the cheating. I don't know how Garfield could be disqualified. Well, now I know. For hitting him with a chair, he roundly deserved it. It depends on what your <laughs> definition of cheating is. And the union clearly the cheaters in this bout. James Garfield rightfully disqualified. Benjamin Harrison, he getting counted out. The Valiant South now. Taking control. Well, it looks like the valiant William McKinley is now the sole survivor. This is the PWF things to come. Ben Harrison counted out. James Garfield disqualified. I'll do the conniving of John Mosby. Well, now, conniving? Who's not even been a legal man in this match. Although, oh, it looks like Forrest is going to tag Mosby in now. John Tyler doesn't look happy about that. Mosby just 
taken a chair to the head, and he is somehow chosen above John Tyler to enter the match. John Tyler. William McKinley. He's there for, like, the backup. Here they come now. Squaring up against one another. William McKinley. The last man on the Union side is not looking good for your side there, James J. Hamilton. William McKinley can take on all comers. Oh, and it appears that he can. Mosby went in for a quick thrust and McKinley caught him on the jaw. And Mosby, he's stunned. McKinley now, what's he doing here? Oh, he can't. That's not, I don't think that should be allowed. He's got his, got his head between his thighs now. Oh, and the pile driver. I guess that is allowed. Perfectly legal pile driver. William McKinley peeling Mosby up off the mat here, flinging him against the ropes. And oh, Mosby hooking onto the ropes. Oh, look how clever he is. Scampering away and tagging in Jeb Stewart. Scampering? But here comes Jeb Stewart. Look at him. Look how proud he is. He's coming up now. He's going to give McKinley the what for. And oh, that didn't work. Nope. Stewart charged at McKinley with a clothesline. McKinley ducking under it. Coming up behind Jeb Stewart, getting on his back with a sleeper hold headlock here. Uh oh. Stewart falling to his knees. William McKinley wrenching him around the neck there. Yeah, that doesn't look too good. Jeb Stewart, the valiant man that he is, he's hanging on. But how long could he hang on with this nefarious chokehold on him? Jeb Stewart looks like he's ready to take a nap here, much like he was doing during most of the Battle of Gettysburg. Well, fuck you, James. <laughs> now, that's uncalled for. You know, what, what happens, happens. And uh, McKinley now is putting Jeb Stewart to sleep. Well, now, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to count Stewart out on this. I, I think he's still got his wits about him. Well, Justice Blackstone looking... Poised to begin counting Stewart out here. He doesn't appear to be totally conscious anymore. Oh, wait a second. Look at this now. What's Mosby doing? He's looking antsy. He's looking a little bit antsy. You look, Mosby stepping into the ring now. McKinley now has let go of the hold. He's turned to John Mosby. Justice Blackstone stepping between them. Mosby now stepping back outside the ring, but... Oh, look He's at... getting a warning there. Look at this now. Jeb Stewart crawling over to the corner, tagging in Forrest. D- John Tyler, he really looks like he wants to come into this yeah, match. John Tyler still has not been in this match. He's not happy about that. And William McKinley not happy about how Mosby's interference prompted him to release that hold. And now Nathan Bedford Forrest back in here. William McKinley now, still taking on all comers. McKinley grappling up with Forrest. He's going to fling him against the ropes, coming back in a clothesline. Forrest down. McKinley bounding off the ropes here, coming up for a big splash. And oh, Forrest rolled out of the way there. My goodness, look at the fortitude of Nathan Bedford Forrest. Yes, a very slippery fortitude there and... Well, both of these men going to get up at the same time. 
coming back towards each other. And oh, Forrest with a boot to the midsection on William McKinley. Would Would you look at the form? Just look at the form on it. Forrest now. He's scooping up McKinley. He's getting him up in a suplex. My goodness, what beautiful form. And now Forrest, he's going over. He's tagging in Mosby. Once again, John Tyler passed over. John Mosby coming in. He's going to pick up William McKinley here. And oh, that was a big body slam. That had to height. Mosby bounding off the ropes. And there's a big splash. Much like the one McKinley just failed to land. Perhaps the tide turning here. It's four on one. Well, maybe three on one because John Tyler doesn't really seem to be a meaningful part of the Confederate team here. Mosby tagging in Stewart and Tyler once again. Upset at being left out. That's is it. And here comes Jeb Stewart. He's lifting up McKinley. Oh, there's a knee right to the gut and a DDT. And McKinley crumpled to the ground, much like he was at in Buffalo at the World's Fair. Oh, come on now. It's fair game, I'm just saying. William McKinley in a world of height at the hands of Jeb Stewart. The capable hands. The strong and supple hands, I might add. Sounds like you have a pretty intimate familiarity with Jeb Stewart's hands. Well, it's a good way to judge a man is by his hands. You could tell a lot about a man when you shake his hand. If it feels like a fish in a plastic bag, that's not a good man. You shake hands with Jeb Stewart, you know you're shaking hands with a man. These are just more insults directed against William McKinley as he was... Shot during that handshake line in Buffalo. Oh, that's right, he was, wasn't he? William McKinley tried to shake hands with a man. It didn't work out for him. And this isn't working out for him either. He's at the mercy of the South. The valiant, glorious South now. What's going on here? Stuart, he's he's lifted up McKinley now. Oh, he's hoisting him up. He's got him hoisted up on his back. He's got him hoisted up on his back. He's walking over towards the ropes. And he's tagging in Forrest. And Forrest climbing up to the top rope. Oh, my goodness. What a body splash. Forrest coming down on McKinley. And there's the camp in the cover. It's one. It's two. And it is three. It is over and done. The, The North... Defeated by the valiant South, although it looks like John Tyler doesn't look too happy. That's right, Forrest Stewart and Mosby in the ring here celebrating. John Tyler storming off. What's he doing now? He's furious at being excluded from this victory. He won. Well, I don't think John Tyler, he's not been this upset since Julia Tyler was cheated out of a chance to compete for the CCW Women's Championship. Well, uh, the inner workings. Maybe our PWF fans are not as familiar, but Julia Tyler was supposed to get a shot to face Verena Davis for the CCW Championship. At the last minute, that match was canceled. Julia Tyler relegated to a bikini mud wrestling match against Scarlett O'Hara. That's incredible. That was a great match. 
perhaps it was, but it wasn't the match that the Tylers were hoping for. And this was not the match John Tyler was hoping for, despite the victory. Well, you could hope in one hand and poop in a tother and see which one gets filled up first. Well, Jedediah, you certainly are full of shit. What? And not the broadcasting partner I'm used to having, of course. Stephen Lincoln Douglas is normally my partner in the PWF. He was not found acceptable by the RWE to Well, because he was the fool in a horse of ass. Well, he did make some comments about George III that were not appreciated in London. But I will be here representing the PWF. Representing what's left of the PWF, I think you mean. And I, of course, am representing... The great and glorious Confederate Championship Wrestling. And, wow, you just saw what we could do in that first match. Boy, making the Union look like the little pansies that they is. Well, you did prevail there in that totally meaningless four-man elimination (laughs) match. We'll see what happens in the main event, and we'll see what's left of the CCW after tonight. That is it. PWF poised for a comeback, and it may all start here with this next match. That's right, in this next match, we got a handicap match, and that doesn't have nothing to do with Franklin Roosevelt in his little chair, pushing himself around, thinking he all high and mighty, can't even stand up to pee. Hey, you're talking about a PWF champion here. Well, whatever your titles mean, that's in your own mind. But let me tell you now, look at this match we got coming up. We got the great and glorious hero of the Mexican-American War, Gideon Pilla. And he's going up against two windbags that tried to steal all the glory from him. Now, the true heroes of the Mexican-American War, Zachary Taylor... And Winfield Scott. Well, I think we about to see just how good they is. Let's hear down the ringside. Ladies and gentlemen, following in the handicap match in this corner, Gideon G. Pillow. Here he comes. Look how good he looks. He looks fit. He looks fit and he looks ready. He looks determined. He looks, well, he looks like the master of war, which he is, of course. And his opponents, Zachary Taylor and Winfield Scott. And there they come. Old fussing feathers and old rough and ready and old doo-doo head something about poop and pee. Well, they both look formidable here, Taylor and Scott coming out of the ring, although they don't really look too happy about being paired up. No, I think there's a little bit of animosity between them two. They may not be the best team. Unlike the team that we just saw whoop the Yankees in the previous match. Well, that's neither here nor there. That match is in the past. For the present, we also have James K. Polk here at ringside. He's the manager of the PWF team here. He's responsible for selecting this unlikely duo to go up against Gideon Pillow. That's it. it. James K. Polk, he's the the manager here. He's going to 
be calling the shots against his own friend, getting pillow. James K. Polk, hopefully masterminding a victory for the PWF here. And it looks like Pillow is going to start out against Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor is going to be starting off this bout. We've got the British Justice Edward Coke officiating. Yes, Justice Coke going to be officiating this match. Now, I asked him ahead of time. I said, hey, Justice Coke, do you want to get a Coke? And he said, I prefer Pepsi. So that tells you about him. I'm surprised it's not Royal Crown. Well, of course, Royal Crown, the best of the colas. Well, they are the official cola of the Royal Wrestling Empire. Indeed they is. Pillow and Taylor now in the ring. It looks like they're ready to go, and Justice Coke is going to start this match. Here we go. (laughs) Off to the races. And Gideon Pillow, look at him. Look Look at the moves. Look at him shifting. Look at him jiving. Look at him ducking. Look at him bobbing and a weaving. Gideon Pillow. Looking good. Prancing around the ring. Showing off. Zachary Taylor, he's just standing there. Standing got, there immobile. Got a look on his face like he just ate poop. Zachary Taylor looking serious as befits the occasion. Gideon Pillow. Prancing and dancing around the ring. What are you keep trying, saying? Prancing? Looks what? like he's trying to somehow distract Zachary Taylor, who's not falling for it. Gideon Pillow, bounding off the ropes now, coming up and throwing a big... P- oh, and Zachary oh. Taylor caught his fist oh. in midair. Oh. And he just grabs... Oh, he just flung Gideon Pillow right into the corner uh, from the uh. center of the ring all the way into the turnbuckle. Gideon Pillow now, down on the ground. Well, but wait Zachary a second, look Taylor. at the corner, look at Polk. Look at Polk. Zachary. Look at him gesticulating. Zachary Taylor looks like he was ready to put another move on Gideon Pillow, but James K. Polk is calling for him to tag in Winfield Scott. Taylor. He doesn't look none too pleased. He's not happy about it, but he, he's going to go over and tag in Winfield Scott. Look at Winfield Scott, a big old man. He's a big old bear of a man, isn't he? He's scary. I wouldn't want to leave him with my children. Winfield Scott, a very tall and imposing man. Indeed he whom is. Whom I would trust to protect my children in any contingency. Well, that's you. And here he is, heading up to Gideon Pillow, who's just getting back to his feet now. Well, Winfield Scott, I think he suffers from vertigo, so that might come in... To play in this match, he might get confused by just standing. Well, he looks like he's standing just fine. He's going up to Gideon Pillow now. And Pillow throwing a big right hand to Scott's midsection. Scott, Uh, he didn't even flinch. And it looks like Gideon Pillow hurt his wrist there. Oh, that doesn't look good. Gideon Pillow hurting himself. While trying to hit Winfield Scott. This and seems now, unfeasible. <gasps> Winfield Scott has got Gideon Pillow uh, by the throat. Uh, oh. And he's lifting him way up off the ground. Gideon <gasps> Pillow's feet kicking at air. And a huge choke slam. My goodness. Gideon Pillow is down. He does not even look conscious. Oh, I think Winfield Scott's going to go for the... Wait a second now. Look at Polk. Look at what Polk's doing. 
Poke, He's practically in the ring. Polk calling for another tag here. Scott, he can't believe it. He doesn't understand. What's in Polk's brains? What's his master plan? Well, I don't know what it is, but Scott is not too happy about it. He's, well, he's going over now to Taylor. It Polk. looks like they're having a bit like of an argument. The three of them are arguing. There's a bit of a, a tussle. Bit of a well, tussle and a bit of kerfuffle. Well, it looks like a breakdown in communication on the PWF side here, though. They have physically dominated Gideon Pillow. They're going to have to work out among themselves who's going to have the privilege of finishing him off. Pillow, his left leg just kind of kicked a little bit. I think it might have been a nervous reaction. Well, it looks like he might be regaining consciousness here. Taylor and Scott still having words with James K. Polk. That's it, Polk. He is clearly the boss of this team. And he wants to manage them in a way that befits his uh, his mindset. That's what I surmise from from the goings on. Well, Polk is he's pointing at the ring here. I don't know what what he expects to happen. And oh, Zachary Taylor just took My a swing at Winfield Scott. I don't believe it. They're tearing into each other. Taylor and Scott now trading blows. Look at the fools. James Back. K. Polk yelling at both of them. They're going at it. Oh, they making the North look like a bunch of horses' asses. Gideon Pillow crawling to his knees, and Gideon Pillow's leaving the ring. Oh, what's he doing now? He's escaping this ring as if it were Fort Donaldson. Where's the fight over? Slinking out in the middle of the night. Wait a second, that's not what happened. Gideon Pillow valiantly defended Fort Donaldson, and then... Then nobly left it in the capable hands of Simon Buckner. Slinking off into the night with your storytelling. Well, Buckner promptly surrendered the fort. Pillow, living to fight another day, just as the Union would have liked. <laughs> but here Zachary Taylor and Winfield Scott are just pounding one another into oblivion. These two formidable fighters, either one of whom could easily dispatch Gideon Pillow. This isn't what I thought I would see, but I love it. Into a civil war among PWF generals. Oh, it's a beautiful sight. Gideon Pillow, I don't even see him anymore. Where did he even go? I I figured he thought this was over. He's going to win by disqualification. The the PWF team's going to be disqualified. Well, I don't I don't know how it's a disqualification to hit your own teammate just as Coke is letting it happen. James K. Polk is up on the apron here trying to get his two charges under control. He's not going to be able to do it. No one man could get these two men under control. He would take a strong and independent woman. Unfortunately, Sarah Polk not here tonight. And Zachary Taylor and Winfield Scott are baiting one on each other to a pulp. My goodness, it, it is a sight to behold. James K. Polk, look how much taller Scott is than Taylor. He's pounding down on his head. Winfield Scott, he's looking like Donkey Kong, well, and Taylor looking looking like Little Diddy Kong. Taylor with a low center of gravity, <laughs> maintaining his balance against the onslaught of Winfield Scott. These two men giving no ground. Something's got to give here. Well, what is Justice Coke going to do here now? He just letting these two men fight? 
That doesn't make no sense. I don't know. I think he should be counting out Gideon Pillow because he's not in the ring. But, but that is a fair point. I don't, I don't know what happened to Gideon Pillow. I think he just had enough. He I said think, these two, I mean, they acting like uh, chilling on the playground, running cold upside the head, and I'm, I've had it. I'm out. Unfortunately, James K. Polk has lost control of his team. Indeed, it and appears he has. This is not how this was supposed to go. He is red in the face. Look at him shouting. He's stamping his foot, even. What's this? Something stirring under the ring. That's Gideon Pillow. He was Wait under the ring. Now. He's crawled out from under the ring. My goodness. What's that? <gasps> What's that he has in his hands? Oh, oh, it's Santa in his leg. My God! Gideon Pillow has... Look at him go! He has Santa Ana's wooden prosthetic leg in his hands. He's coming up on... Oh, he just hit Zachary Taylor with a... And he just hit Winfield Scott! Oh, my goodness, it's a rowdy! He just hit them both in the back of the head with Santa Ana's leg. Taylor and Scott... He should be disqualified! Taylor and Scott tasting the foot Just as Coke is letting it happen. Gideon Pillow, he's covering up both men... I don't know which one of them's the legal man, but they're both covered. Oh, he's got Santa Ana's leg on one of them. One, two, and three. How can this... My goodness, what a victory. What is this? What a victory for Gideon Pillow, my God. Gideon Pillow not disqualified for using a foreign object like Santa Ana's leg. My goodness. Well, of course, if you remember, Santa Ana's leg is not a foreign object. It's a Mexican object, James. And oh. for you to imply otherwise is is racist. Well, it frankly. sounds like that yeah, is... Frankly, it's racist. Well, that's quite a rich accusation coming from you, Jedediah. Now, JJ, I meant that as a compliment. Well, I don't think that's how most self-respecting people outside of the Confederate South would take that. And it looks like Justice Coke is going to allow the use of Santa Ana's leg. That... He's like I said, it's citing citing the precedent established at the World War III event when Zachary Taylor used it against Santa Ana. Now he's getting a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, that was a silly moment, wasn't it? Zachary Taylor beating up Santa Ana with his own leg. Well, it's coming back to bite him now. Indeed it is, but look at the South now. Two no. That's right, the South 2-0 in two meaningless matches. Meaningless? I mean, there was the point behind them. It just showed the virility of the South. Look how good we is. The South perhaps exhausting its virility before the main event. Well, I hardly think so. Well, I hardly think so. I think you gonna get routed just like you did at, well... Dare I say, first Manhattan? Because you you lost? That's my joke there. And we'll be back right after this word from the Royal Wrestling Empire's sponsors. Royal Wrestling Empire presents PWF versus CCW. Brought to you in part by Beans on Toast and by the generous support of viewers like you. 
And we're back. Unfortunately, during the commercial break, you missed a special performance. Special musical performance. And boy, was it musical. And boy, was it special. It was Breed White Love and the Tour Babies playing their hit song, Poor Men in D.C. And boy, was it good. My goodness, I'm shaking. I'm quivering. A reprehensible and offensive song. Through and through. I don't know where Our you listeners at home are lucky that they missed out on the travesty that was visited upon the capacity crowd here in the field of Bull Run. It, well, okay. Two things. First, Manassas. Second, Manassas. And third thing. Why you gotta try and knock Breed White Love and the Tall Babies and a good band that they did one good, good music? I'm partial to John Philip Sousa, Francis Scott Key. A bunch of phonies, a bunch of phonies, and don't have any talent. But let me tell you who does have talent the competitors in this next match. JJ is the main event coming up. Aren't you excited? I am excited. It's a chance for the PWF once again to regain its rightful southern territory. Well, if anything, you know, if the previous matches are any indication of, of how this is going to go, well, let me tell you now, I think the PWF is going to be trying to Fill positions as janitors for the CCW. They could clean the arenas after the event, so maybe, well, maybe they could uh, find a position uh, field somewhere. Not just saying. Well, I don't think they'll need any other position than as wrestling superstars, which is what they deserve to be. Well, we'll see about that. Let's get down to ringside. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is our main event. Ladies and gentlemen. Our main event. In this corner. The noble. The fearless. The strong. The brave. Jefferson Nevis and the glorious, the valiant, the righteous, the just Robert E. Lee. My goodness, what an introduction! And look at them, look at them coming down. My God. Look how, how stunning. Well, that's Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee. And their opponents. Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses Grant. There they come. Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant. And I believe the S stands for Southfucker, if oh. I'm not mistaken. Well, I believe it stands for Simpson. He he did have sex with a pig. That's fact. That's the irrefutable fact that that happened. He had sex with a pig. He mistook it for his wife. 
So we got that going forth. Well, perhaps that did happen. Perhaps Ulysses Grant, now newly sober, having completed his stint in rehab, is going to treat Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee's faces like they were a pig's genitalia and fuck them up here tonight. Well, that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen, James Day Hamilton. Let me tell you now. Oh, boy, I wonder who's going to talk. Wait a second. Wait. Ooh, what's this? What's this now? Look. Look at here. It's Roger Clinton and Billy Carter, and they got a bunch of pigs, and they parading about with them. What the heck is this? Who let these two rascals in here? Look at them like little rapscallions. You can't even, you might slap them on the wrist and say, don't do that again. But you don't, you, you ain't gonna curtail their excitement. Look at them now. Roger. Running Clinton, through the alert. Billy Carter both clearly inebriated here with a whole herd of pigs swarming around the ring here. Even Lincoln thinks it's funny. Pretty reprehensible that these two presidential brothers would come in here to poke fun at Ulysses Grant. Well, they're known for their chicanery, James. Well, they are both Southerners. Indeed, they is, like every good American. Is Every good American is a Southerner. Ulysses Grant not amused. No, he doesn't appear to be. His wife, of course, nowhere to be seen, and we are thankful for that. Well, that's totally uncalled for. Looks like we've got Abe Lincoln and Jefferson Davis are going to start this match. They're in the ring. Lord Mansfield, the eminent British jurist, officiating this main event. He's confirming that both competitors are ready. And this capacity crowd looks ready. Indeed they do, Jane. And I am certainly ready to have this main event begin. Abraham Lincoln facing off against Jefferson Davis. They're not going to shake each other's hands. No, indeed not. There's not going to be no shaking of hands. They're going to be shaking of, of skulls when they got their hands around each other's throat. And they're throttling one another and shaking them back and forth like, blah. That may be what's about to go down. Here we go. Here we go off to the race of Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis. Look now, they squaring each other up. Look at the, how lithe and and baboonish Lincoln looks. He looks like a looks like a big old ape in there. He's got wiry strength, and he's about to unleash it on Jefferson Davis. These two men grappling up here. Ooh, what's gonna happen now? Abraham Lincoln flings Jefferson Davis against the ropes. Davis come back, he ducks under a clothesline. Davis a little more crafty than Lincoln expected. Lincoln, he he thought he'd have an easy win, but that's not gonna be the case today. As a matter of fact, look at Davis now. Lincoln, they're reaching out. Looks like they're gonna grapple up. They're grappling up now. Oh, Davis with a with a great kick to the shin. That's totally legal and good. I don't know if it's legal, but it still seems kind of like a cheap shot. Davis now following that up. He's pummeling Abraham Lincoln. 
He was limping now after being cracked in the shin. Indeed. Well, I think it was the legal maneuver and, you know, well, Abe Lincoln, he, maybe he should have been more cautious. That's all I'm saying. Should have been a little more cautious coming up against the opponent like Jefferson Davis. And, you know, Jefferson Davis, uh, uh, danger ought to be his middle name, to be completely honest. Davis has a hold of Lincoln now. He's flinging him against the ropes. And he comes back and, oh, a drop kick. Look at that Lincoln now. is down. Look at the execution. The South running away with this event as I knew we would. What a glorious day. Jefferson Davis peeling up Lincoln. He's got him around the neck. and Oh, a bulldog. Oh. Lincoln's face just smashed into the mat there. You couldn't even tell. He was so ugly before. Him getting his face rearranged, you can't tell. Lincoln, he's down. He looks out. He's at the mercy of Davis. Davis now, he's picking Lincoln up. What's he going to do? I think he's going to put it into this match here and now. Davis, he's putting Lincoln into a power drive. I think this is going to be it. Oh, my God. Lincoln just stood up and flung Jefferson Davis over the top here. I don't believe it. Lincoln is bounding off the ropes and coming in. Oh, a leg drop on Jefferson Davis. Ooh, Abraham Lincoln. big old lanky legs. Ooh, turning this match around. Abraham Lincoln getting a second wind here. He lifts Jefferson Davis up off the mat. Oh, he lifts him up all the way over his head. My Abraham Lincoln. Oh, and he just dropped Davis wow. face down. Wow, that's mistreatment. Davis just smacked his face on the mat from being lifted well over seven feet in the air over oh, yeah, Lincoln's head. Lincoln bounding off the ropes. and come. Oh, and a knee right to the back of Jefferson Davis. Oh, I'm not liking this. This isn't looking too good, did I don't know what happened here. This big old gangly man taking advantage of Jefferson Davis. Abraham Lincoln, just a superior warrior. Yeah. And the cream rises to the top as he takes control of Jefferson Davis. Lincoln peeling Davis up off the mat now. And Lincoln is going to... Tag in Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, and as Grant steps in, Lincoln holds Davis while Grant gets one shot into the midsection. I think that's cheating. They should call it off. That's cheating. I think that's a routine move when tagging in another, your partner in a tag team match. <laughs> Lincoln now on the outside. Grant taking over, grabbing up Jefferson Davis. Ulysses Grant flinging Jefferson Davis into the corner. And oh, smashing him there into the turnbuckle. That looked like it hurt. Grant now going to grab Davis and fling him into the opposite corner. Oh, my goodness. I think Wait, look at that. Davis just tagged Lee, but Grant didn't see it. Grant splashes Davis again. Full He's stain. no longer the legal man in the ring, but Grant doesn't know. He's going to grab hold of Davis now, but Lord. Lee steps into the ring as the legal man, and he comes up behind Grant. Oh, a He's, German suit. A German suplex from the superior Robert E. Lee. My goodness. Grant distracted like a fool. Lord Mansfield not even going to lift a finger why he doesn't have to. Things played out the way they were supposed to play out, as they tend to do, James. 
Well, we'll see how this plays out. Jefferson Davis now on the outside, nursing his wounds. And Robert E. Lee trying to take advantage of Ulysses Grant. The valiant and brave Robert E. Lee now. He's peeling Ulysses Grant up off the canvas. And a, ooh, what a chop. A vicious chop to the breast of Ulysses S. Grant. Followed up by another chop from Robert E. Lee, who is, I believe he said, whoo! That's right, Robert E. Lee, pretty excited to have a chance to lay into Ulysses Grant here. Oh, and it looks like he's going to follow up those first two chops with a third chop. Oh my goodness, he is the chopping machine. Very innovative technique here. Robert E. Lee just chopping away. That's it. Ulysses S. Grant, he's looking like a head of lettuce. He's getting chopped. Ulysses S. Grant, he's in a world of shit now. Robert E. Lee's got a hold of him. He's going to fling Grant against the ropes, and his Grant comes back. Oh, a spinning heel oh, kick. look at that. The beauty, the execution. Robert E. Lee, the E stands for excellence of execution. Oh, I thought it stood for, like, Edward or some shit. Lee climbing to the top rope now. Grant is down. Lee is all the way at the top. Look at him. And, oh! <laughs> he did connect with an elbow drop Look there. Look at that, baby. Off the top rope. Ulysses Grant is in trouble. Ulysses as Grant. His bell has been ring-a-ding-ding-ding-donged. Lee is going to cover him up here. He's here going for the go pin. Lord Mansfield is going to count. One, two. It's over. No. no. What? Grant kicked out. What? He's still alive. I don't think he I think Lord Mansfield, I think he's mistaken. I think this match is over. Well, Robert E. Lee thinks he was mistaken as well. He thinks he got that three, but Grant kicked out just in time. Grant... Trying to crawl over into the corner towards Lincoln. I don't Lee. know, James. I wonder if they count the three different in England. I think they have the same numbers we do here. Lee now. He's going to grab Grant before he can get to Lincoln. Lee pulling Grant back into the center of the ring here. Ooh, he's not done with him. Awaits. What's he doing? Oh, no. He's oh. picking Grant up. He's oh my God! Look at this oh, now. No. He's got him in the Chancellorsville chicken wing. There it is. There is no escape from the Chancellorsville chicken wing. You listen, that's Grant. This is, this is good as over. Look at him. He's in a lot of pain now. He surely is. He looks like a fish on dry land. Lee applying pressure. Grant gritting his teeth towards Mansfield, asking if he wants to submit. Grant says no. Lincoln, he's pounding the mat. He's encouraging Grant. Grant, he's hanging on. Well, I have to give it to him for his tenacity. This capacity crowd going wild. Roger Clinton and Billy Carter seem to be chugging bottles of liquor on the outside. Yes, yes, playing man. around with those pigs. As they want to do. And Ulysses Grant hanging on by a thread, but he is still in this match. He's going to be out here. He in is a, not in a giving up. He's going to give up here in a minute. Robert E. Lee 
His face looks red just applying pressure to Grant here. I don't know how Grant's hanging on, but that's the kind of toughness that he is known for in the PWF. Well, it's not going to do him any favors. I think he's going to end up with a crippling uh, uh, height. He's going to be he's going to be messed up after this now. He should be smart and throw in the towel. Clearly, the South is superior. Grant now. He's down on one knee, but he is not giving up yet. I, he is in a lot of pain. Robert E. Lee is straining with all his might to try to break the will of Ulysses Grant. Grant, down on both knees. Look at him go down. Robert E. Lee on top of him, applying all the pressure he can. Grant is still alive. He is hanging on. And I think I see some new fire in his eyes. Look at it. I don't know why it. anybody would put themselves through this kind of Ulysses punishment. Ulysses Grant. Look at him. He is bucking back against Robert E. Lee. This is Ulysses a, Grant. This is inconceivable. He is coming alive here. Look at him. And oh, he just elbowed Lee. Oh, no. And again. Oh, my goodness. And a third elbow, he's broken the hold. Ulysses Grant is free of the Chancellorsville chicken wing. And he's going to bound off the ropes and clothesline Robert E. Lee. This is inconceivable, this turn of events. Ulysses Grant is alive. And he's going to grab Lee by the ankle and pull him into the center of the ring. Oh, my. And what's he doing? No, 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 no. That's it. It's the unconditional surrender. No, 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 Ulysses no. Grant has Lee in the unconditional surrender. He's in the center of the ring. This is unbelievable. This can't happen. The tables have turned. Oh, my God. Look at Lee's hanging on. He won't give up. He's going to give up sooner or later. He is not going to be able to get to the ropes. Grant, Grant has him in the middle of the ring. Oh, wait a second. What's this now? Here comes Jefferson Davis. Davis is going to try to interfere Here and break up this Lincoln. Lane. There's Lincoln. Oh! Lincoln gets to Davis just in time to stop him from breaking the hole, and he's got Davis. And, oh, and it's the rail splitter. Jefferson Davis, a victim of the rail splitter, as he tries to interfere in this match, Abraham Lincoln. They should call the match right now. Davis was in the middle of cheating. How can it be? Anything but just to have Lincoln stop him. This is reprehensible behavior. I don't know how to react to this. Abraham Lincoln is going to roll Davis out of the ring. He is unconscious on the outside now. And Grant is still applying the unconditional surrender to Lee, who has got to be coming down to his last reserves of strength to resist. Lord Mansfield. On his knees, right up in Robert E. Lee's face, waiting for him to tap out. He's still shaking his head no. The bravery, the gallantry of Robert E. Lee. He won't give up. He's going to find his way out of this, despite them trying to cheat. Well, Lincoln is on the outside, making sure that Jefferson Davis doesn't cheat. And that Ulysses Grant will have a chance to win this match fair and square. Hey, wait Here a second. Who's that? Who is who's, that? Who's that? Coming? That's Alexander Stevens. Oh, our noble vice president. president. Alexander vice Stevenson president. running out of the locker room. And there's John Tyler behind him. Both oh, of these two Confederates are about to come out here and arrived. interfere with this match. Once again, the Confederate 
tendency for cheating will prevail. Alexander Stevens stepping up into the ring. John Tyler right behind him. They're... Oh, John Tyler just grabbed Alexander Stevens. What a bastard. John Tyler, he just suplexed Alexander Stevens out of the ring. My God, what has he done? President John Tyler, 10th president of the United States. What has he done? He's a turncoat. He's a dirty traitor. Well, how do you think he got into the CCW in the first place? Respectively. John Tyler beating Alexander Stevens to a pulp on the outside. Lincoln has Davis under control, and that leaves nobody to rescue Robert E. Lee from his fate. He is in the vice-like grip of Ulysses Grant. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. We we won. We won all these other matches. We won the other matches. <laughs> this is the one that matters. This is terrible. The, the Union, they clearly cheated. Oh, they merely foiled the Confederate attempts to cheat. And that's going to leave Robert E. Lee at the mercy of Grant. I don't believe this. This is not how I saw this transpiring. I saw a glorious Southern victory in the end of the PWF because it's a joke and a and a fucking clown show and and James J Hamilton. I, I don't actually think you're that funny. I think, well, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. This is, I, my mind is rent asunder. Well, it looks like Ulysses Grant has rent Robert E. Lee asunder. It's Lee is in excruciating pain. This is terrible. There is only one way out for him, and it looks like he is about to take it. That's right, he's tapping out. No. No. Lord Mansfield you? has called it. I don't Robert E. It. Lee surrendered. This is insane. He surrendered. Oh. The no. PWF has prevailed. They've beaten the CCW. The PWF. Once again, regains the Southern Territory, albeit as a subsidiary of the Royal Wrestling Empire. But the PWF has emerged from the basement and retaken their place as a premier, legitimate wrestling promotion. This is an unforeseeable turn of events. I don't know how I'm going to recover. This is terrible. The glory, the glory, the the pride, the southern pride, the southern pride, it's gone. I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes now. I swear to God, I'll be right back. And, uh, well, Jedediah has left the announcer's booth here. Looks like he's, well, he's going down to get a... Going down to get a pack of cigarettes, perhaps never to return, much like his own father. And hopefully, the CCW is also going out for a pack of cigarettes and never coming back. Hopefully, once and for all, the CCW has been put in its place. The PWF, back on top. Although now we're going to have to deal with the RWE. That could be its own situation. And let's not forget the Trump Wrestling Organization... Still in control of the Northern Territory. And Donald Trump still locked in a battle at the Virginia Gaming Commission. Trying to obtain licenses to turn Mount Vernon 
and Monticello into casinos, overturning their status as historical landmarks. That battle could come to a head sooner rather than later, but the PWF now reinvigorated and ready to continue the fight. For the PWF, I have been James J. Hamilton. For the CCW, we had Jedediah Patty Rowe. Hopefully we don't have to hear from him again. I never thought I'd miss Stephen Lincoln Douglas so much. Well, that's all she wrote for PWF versus CCW. Be sure to tune in next time for more electrifying action from the Presidential Wrestling Federation. Thanks for listening.